Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. What up? We are back, College Hoops Coast to Coast. We have my man Tim Kane, the building from Murray State. They are on fire, arguably the best mid-major in the country right now. Uh, they have a big matchup coming up, but they're used to it. So we will bring in Tim Kane and talk about the squad. Tim. Brian, appreciate you having me, man. Glad hey. to be here. Excited to have you on, man. I know we've been working at it. So uh let's talk about the year man let's just get straight to it what what is uh what has this season been like what is it like for murray State? it feels like college basketball is right when murray stays hooping i'm just gonna be honest uh, some of the mid-majors you just know when they're when they're good it just feels like things are right in college basketball and you guys are one of them so talk a little bit about this year and what's made it so special yeah you know uh, what's so special is our guys you know they really bought into everything coach mcmahon has talked about from the beginning our culture you know, he always talks about it's our cores, our hard work, unselfishness, toughness, accountability, and joy. And he preaches that all year long. And and the guys have really bought into it and worked their tails off. And, you know, the one thing we knew all summer long is we were going to compete at a high level. And our guys really have. And obviously they've improved and gotten better and, and having big years from, you know, fifth-year juniors. We would be seniors, but with COVID, uh, Tevin Brown and, and K.J. Williams, and Justice Hill, you know, point guard, junior college transfer last year, really, really come in and done a great job running the team. Absolutely. Talk about uh, Coach McMahon doesn't probably get as much credit uh, on a bigger scale. Um, has had phenomenal seasons, obviously, Coach John. We'll talk about John Moran, too. But talk about Coach because he's really good at what he does, and I think sometimes that can go unnoticed uh, because the brand people are so used to. Murray State being good. Yeah, you know, people are. And that's the thing. When we came into the job seven years ago, uh, campaign had just been drafted lottery pick and they had lost four or five starters. And it, it was pretty much a total rebuild. And obviously, you know, the first two years were OK. And then that third year, 
uh, Josh freshman year. Jonathan Stark was player of the year in the league. Terrell Miller was a phenomenal player uh, for us as well. And just since then, you know, just four out of the last five years have, you know, won 20 plus uh, games since Coach McMahon's been here and done a lot of special things, going to the tournament twice, losing in the championship game the third year after winning the regular season, after losing John Morant and Shaq Buchanan, who's lighting up the G League right now, had 40 points uh, two games ago and 29 the next night and didn't even play in the fourth quarter. So, you know, Coach McMahon, he's a great man. Great coach, and you know I'm fortunate to be able to work for him. And he's a guy who's built this program back up to obviously a high level. Yeah, absolutely, high level indeed. Um, let's talk about your career real quick before we talk more about the team. Tell us a little bit, or tell people uh, kind of your journey and how you've ended up there, and uh, kind of the role you play with Murray State. Yeah, you know I've got kind of a crazy journey. I was a guy I played basketball at Tennessee Martin my freshman year. Transferred to Winthrop University to play soccer and basketball. Uh, I was a little better at soccer and ended up finishing just playing soccer there, coaching high school basketball in Rock Hill, South Carolina at Northwestern High School, ninth grade head coach uh, when I was finishing up my degree that second semester. And then went on to be a graduate assistant at Austin P. Uh, then was fortunate enough to get a full-time assistant spot at Guilford College, which has been the two Final Fours in the last 15 years. Uh, and had play, two players of the year, guys playing the G League, uh, NBA Summer League. Then went to Newberry College Division II in South Carolina. Then went to my alma mater, Winthrop University, was an ops guy. And then went to Florida Atlantic University with Mike Jarvis. Ended up winning a championship there, the first regular season and only regular season championship in men's basketball. Then went to Georgia Southern for one year and lost in the championship game. And the game, I believe, was 38 to 36. So, you know, it wasn't a halftime score. That was the, the full score. And that was the year Georgia State actually beat Baylor uh, with a big shot at the end of the game in the NCAA tournament. So we were right there and then came here to Murray State. So kind of been all over the place, but uh, pretty much in the southeast. Yeah, absolutely. What's, what would be your uh, – just getting a little bit of coach speak or, or coach lens, what would be your advice to younger coaches in this crazy business that we call college basketball? Yeah, get out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, it is crazy. And expect that, you know, expect that you're going to move places, but don't ever take a job just for money right. or just because, oh, it's this level. Right. You know, you want to work with great people. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned throughout my career. And I've been very fortunate, right. you know, for those opportunities. And guess what? You're not going to make a lot, of, a lot of money. It's just right. a fact. You know, I did it a long time. I didn't make my age until I was like 33. Right. And I'm 44 now. So, I mean, it took a while to make that no money. Doubt. No doubt. And so, you know, it can't be about that. It's not about being on TV. And, you know, there's great coaches, the Division Three, NAIA, JUCO, high school. Like, you can learn from a ton of coaches. It's not just from learning from the coaches that are at the supposed high major Division One schools. You can learn as much or more from those coaches at a lower level that they, they have to do everything. Not to say Division One coaches don't as well, but you know, I think it, it was great for me, the hands-on lessons that I learned from Division Three, right. Division Two, and learning the everyday operation, becoming a basketball operations guy. Right. And having to basically, for the head coach, he's the CEO, but I'm running everything for him and making sure everything is correct. Right. Making sure guys are on time, making sure guys are at breakfast, you know, doing all the things that you have to get done for the program so the head coach can worry about coaching the team. Right. Absolutely. And for me, that was a great experience. And I always tell young guys, especially now, 
if I would do it over again, it's a lot harder to move up D3, D2, D1. It's very difficult. Like going to junior college and learning everything and working for some great coaches and you get to be around players that Division One coaches are going to recruit. Yep. So then you get to build those relationships yep. with those coaches. I, I think that's the big thing. And if you can be a Division Three or Division Two assistant, man, that's an unbelievable thing. I mean, where there's only so many coaches in our profession and yeah. we're all very fortunate. Right. There's only so many spots to be able to get in. So you just have to make the way and be great where you are. And then, you know, obviously the networking part usually kind of takes care of itself if you're doing it for the right reasons. You know, you're on. Yeah, the, no question. You're on. This, you're at the same events. You're on the road enough. And if you don't have the players that they may be recruiting, you're at least able to go to more events so you can see good players and you can shoot a text to somebody or you can say at an event, hey, I saw this kid. You may want to take a look at her. All that little stuff helps. Not that that's the reason why you get hired, but uh, that people just want to know that you that you work and that you have a value that you can bring. You know, whatever that may be. It's not always recruiting. Um, let's talk about Murray State as a school, man. So many people that haven't been there, haven't played there. Uh, so much of a rich tradition. Uh, talk about what makes Murray State the school and the program what it is. Yeah, it's like a basketball paradise. You know, you roll in the town and you. Beautiful campus, great town, and then you see the big basketball arena with a big jumbotron on there with a beautiful bright facility, you know. And it, it, it's one of those places that, man, when you show up, it's just special. There's a feeling. I remember I got there at one thirty in the morning, uh, the night before the NBA draft, where campaign was going to be drafted my first day, and I turned to coach and I was like, "Man, this is high major." And he's like, "Yeah, we better get some high major players here too." And just, <laughs> you know, and then the fans, like we call them Racer Nation and they call themselves that, man. They, they love uh, the basketball. They love, you know, the community loves the basketball team. But it's just it's a blue collar town that loves watching blue collar players really play hard and compete. And I think that's what's, you know, they expect that from us and we expect it from ourselves. But there's a standard set when guys get on campus, they understand like, you're not just representing, obviously, your family and yourself and the program, but the people in the town. And, and they really embrace our players. And we have, a you know, a couple of families in town that really take care of the guys of the fact that, hey, man, you want to go to church? Let's go to church. Like, really, you know, hey, you need a home-cooked meal? Come on over. And it's funny because we'll have these uh, reunions every two years. Obviously, with COVID, it's changed a little bit. But, like, Popeye Jones comes back every time. He doesn't stay in a hotel. He stays with the family that kind of adopted him when he was there and, and other players do the same. You know, we've got Marcus Brown. He's on staff as a special assistant. He's the all time leading scorer in EuroLeague history as an American played in the NBA for two years. And he wanted to come back and just the love he has for this university and for for this school and for the basketball program. You know, it, it's special. You know, I've been around. I was fortunate enough to work at Duke as an intern. And it's got that same feel of just that environment and that family environment that if you played here, you're part of this family for life. And that there's always people here that want to see you and want to see you do well. Right. Right. It's kind of uh, unofficially kind of has this guard you um, label. I mean, you think about uh, Cameron Payne, who's playing really well for Phoenix. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to forget Isaiah Cannon, uh, yeah. John Grant. Those are the NBA guys I can think of. I'm probably missing some, but talk about those guys and what they mean in the program. And then obviously Ja uh, is one of the stars of the NBA now, uh, possibly even an MVP candidate. He should be. I, I hope he is. But uh, talk a little bit about 
the those particular guys and then John Moran himself. Yeah, you know, Isaiah Cannon, he's a guy who I met when I got here. And he's a guy who I text with regularly. You know, just a guy who loves Murray State, loves everything about it. I mean, he's a guy who could have left early after his uh, junior year and ended up staying an extra year uh, just because he loved it. You know, I'm sure there were other factors, but that, that was part of it. He just loved it here and loved the environment. And he's a guy who comes back all the time and is willing, you know, when we have our players here in the summer, when we do our reunions, he loves to talk to them and tell them what it takes to play here, what it takes to become a pro. And, you know, campaigns the same. Last time we had our Hoopalooza, our alumni event, he was there. And just talking to guys and telling them, like, hey, man, this is what it takes to play here. This is the work you got to put in. And, and that's really special to have have something like that and have guys who are playing in the NBA or just finished playing the NBA or now playing in Russia that want to buy and invest in the players that are there currently. And then, obviously, for Ja, Ja's a guy who comes back Labor Day weekend this past uh, year. He spent four days in Murray playing pickup with the guys, watching them, talking to them after pickup sessions, giving them, you know, tips on things, how to get open, how to run the team. You know, he still remembers our offense completely. We always talk about he's a savant, you know, a genius and has a photographic memory and can replay plays from when he was in high school, uh, kind of like Aaron Rodgers does. Right. And he's a guy who, heck, he put on Twitter, he's coming to our game uh, next Thursday. So, I mean, he's a guy who wants to give back and always yeah. is asking, like, who we're recruiting. You know, oh, I saw you guys offer this guy. And he'll just, like, say, hey, I've heard about him. I heard he's a pretty good player. You know, so he's he's heavily involved in the program and still has three teammates here that were on the team in 18-19. Uh, nice. So. Nice. Yeah, I think we had, uh, we had uh, Coach Nichols on earlier in the season. And he talked about his memory and like how sharp and how much he pays attention to. And like, he's like, man, he'll go back in the archives and remember stuff that you wouldn't think, or he'll see something on social media and he'll, he'll, he's, he's very, uh, what do he say something about his, he has really good pranks as well. Cause he's so, mm -hmm. he's paying attention to everything. So yeah. what, what do you think it is that makes him so special? Obviously he's an elite athlete, but yeah. more to his game than just being an athlete. What, what do you think it is that makes him so unique and so special? Yeah, I think it's his IQ. I mean, he has such a high IQ. I mean, he, he his IQ is through the roof. And obviously, he has a feel and he sees the floor. And you can just see it in the games. You're like, how the heck did he see that? And he was doing that in college. Obviously, he was doing it in high school. And now he's doing it at the highest level in the world. And obviously, you talked about his athleticism with his IQ and his athleticism and then his competitiveness. I mean, that guy wanted to win every drill. When we were doing the drills that we do every single day, our closeout drills, our stop starts and turns, our dribbling, he was always leading the way and talking. Even as a freshman, he was a little quieter because we had two lead seniors that were really leading the team and did a great job. But, man, he took over that sophomore year, he and Chad Buchanan. And man, there was never us having to ask them to work. And he set the standard. If this guy was one of the best players in the country, can get in the gym and work like this every day, then, hey, man, I can do the same. And, you know, on that, uh, brag on him a little bit and on our team and on Coach McMahon, you know, we had uh, a ton of NBA scouts, obviously, in our gym for practice, our practice facility, our arena, whenever we had practice. And they came up to myself and the other coaches and they'd been all over the country and just talked about 
how hard our guys worked and how they knew exactly what they needed to get done. And they were, they were really impressed and just told us they'd been to a lot of practices and they thought this was one of the best they'd been to. And a lot of that was on coach McMahon and how he structures practice, but obviously on uh, Ja and Shaq Buchanan and the way they led as a team. No, well said. I'm uh yeah, I'm, I'm such a fan of John Moran. It's hard not to be right. Like he just, he just seems like he represents everything that's good about the game and, you know, to be the star that he is, to still be so entrenched with his his alma mater and just, uh, yeah, he's just he's just uh, the kind of dude you'd want to coach. It feels like even from afar, mm-hmm. and the kind of guy you want to play with. He just has that kind of charisma. Like if you're and if you're with him, then you're with him. If you're not, then yeah. good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that was the fun thing. People always ask like random, like, "Hey, man, what was it like coaching him?" I was like, "It was one of the easiest guys I ever had to coach in my life." Right. You know, he did his schoolwork and you know, there was nothing off the court he was doing. He was doing his work, making sure that his teammates were good, making sure that he'd come and ask how we were doing. Right. You know, he, he's a kid and we talk about it all the time. He obviously had the world in his hands that last year he was here and ESPN was here every day. And right. I mean, it was crazy. It never got to him. Never was about him. It was about winning games. And that's what he cared about. And he cared about his teammates to where right. his teammates loved him. Right. And I mean, heck, he was in the group chat. We have a group chat from that championship team. And he's in there this morning at like 630. <laughs> That's so, awful. I mean, that just kind of person he is. In that, and that comes from his family. His yeah. mom and dad are unbelievable people. Yeah. I mean, just great people. I mean, just people who always give back to the community, even when they were growing up, you know, yeah. in Sumter, South Carolina, Dalzell and always gave back and had people at the house. And that's just, you know, he's learned from them. And obviously they've done an unbelievable job. Yeah. You can see in some of the documentaries and some of the footage, like everybody's coming over to to barbecue slash hoop in Mm -hmm. in the backyard. And yeah, that's a, it's it's a beautiful thing to see. You don't, you don't see much of that. And you almost think that's not the formula to get to a place like the NBA and where he is and going to Murray state's not the formula, but he's, he's making it very cool. He's making the, the mid-major of the world and the underdog of the world. Very cool again. Him and Steph, for that matter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk more about this season. I know, obviously, uh, the team is playing really well at a high level. Um, defensively, you guys have graded out very well. I, I think I saw you on a Zoom when I first met you, uh, <laughs> breaking down the Murray State defense uh, with our guy Caleb Cooper. Shout out to Caleb. Uh, yeah. w- tell us about the defense, what makes it so good, and uh, it seems like that's – a big reason why this team is good. Yeah, I mean, that's a staple of the program. I mean, if you come to one of our practices, the first, heck, some days it's 40 minutes. Most of the days now, especially during the season, it's about 10 to 15. The staple of our program is defense. And Coach McMahon has built everything on that. Obviously, we have really good offensive players, and you got to recruit those. But building that team defense with where we need to be in our gaps, with ball pressure, and, you know, we, we preach getting, you know, Defensive rebounding percentage, uh, you know, so we got to limit their offensive rebounds as well. And Coach McMahon does an unbelievable job teaching and, and breaking it down. And we he always talks about simplifying it for our guys. Obviously, there's some complication to it, but making it easier for our guys. And, and our guys will tell you from jaw down to the, this year's team, we are going to work on those drills and on those same concepts daily. There is no backing off of any of that. And even day between games, we're going to go over shell drill. We're going to go over all the things that take our closeout drills, you know, our post defensive drills, you know, all those things being in the gap drills that we have every day. We do those daily 
and coach always preaches and I'm a military family uh, kid. My dad and my brothers are all in the military except for one. And I got four of them. Grandfather was a general. So, I mean, I've, I've raised around the military. You're always going to sink to the level of your training and coach always preaches that. So we always make sure that, you know, we're trained at a high level defensively and knowing what we expect in our guys, you know, it becomes second nature for them. I'm sure for some of the seniors and fifth year seniors, like, man, this same thing every day, but they also understand doing these same things every single day have gotten us to where we we've been as a program. Absolutely, man. We always end with a uh, funny story. I know you got uh travel to get ready for a big game tomorrow, rival game. T tell us a funny story inside uh, either your career, uh, your home life, or even uh, this season, if you can think of one. Man, I'm trying to think of one. I got enough of them because I'm always, you know, my boys who know me real well, always clowning around with them. I think one of the best ones that I always talk about, one of my guys, Andre Gray. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him at North Carolina Central right now. P yeah. He might be one of the funniest dudes, not only in the business, but he's by far the funniest on social media. He's the funniest. Oh, man. He's unbelievable. You know, <laughs> but he's a guy I was coaching at Newberry College. He was at Wingate. We kind of went. He was at Methodist. I was at Guilford. He went to Wingate. I went to Newberry. Right. He went to, a, uh, I think it was Western Carolina or Gardner-Webb first. One of those, I think it was Gardner Webb, and then uh, I ended up going to FAU like that next year right. or Winthrop. So we've kind of we worked Duke campus college kids, so I've known them forever. Yeah, we went on a recruiting trip one time, and the car I was given, man, it, it was one of the worst <laughs> cars you've ever seen. Like it, it. I, I'm just glad we didn't get pulled over because they might have thought we did some crimes because I don't know what was on the ceiling, <laughs> I don't know what was in the car. Like he and I, we, were, we drove down to Florida to uh to, to uh Chipola. and and it was in the winter so obviously you know north florida is cold it's not it's not like south florida we drive down and we're driving down the heat breaks on the way back up and i mean this thing was so nasty <laughs> we've had trips like that to where we've driven to daytona florida together in a recruiting trip and then driven back and like just just great trips with him and and just things that have happened and just laughing with him man He'll keep you rolling all day long. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him in person yet. He's one of the one of my pandemic friends and, and family members from afar. Uh, but man, I don't know if there's a funnier dude, man. He he just and a, and it's such a nice and kind and like sincere dude on top of that. But man, he's funny. Oh, he's hilarious. And, and that's who he is. He's genuinely just a great person. You know, obviously he's done great things when he's at Greensboro. He's done great things everywhere he's been. He's been to Elite Eight, Final Fours, Division Two, and, and done an unbelievable job. And obviously he's at North Carolina Central. I know they're near the top of the league right now. Right, right. And, and I think, you know, wherever he goes, success follows. And one of the things is, you know, he's a great coach, but he's also a great person. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, speaking of great people, that's who you are. That's what you're about. Uh, yeah, always, you. I'm I'm blessed to get closer and closer to you through this crazy pandemic. I know we're a part of Embrace Us together as well. So, uh, saluting to you, man. Excited for what you guys are doing. Excited for you guys to keep building on the momentum. And thanks for for coming. And we'll let you have any last words you got before we let you get back to coaching that great team of yours. Yeah, and no, I appreciate it, Brian. And thank you for allowing you know coaches like myself to be on this platform. I mean, this is huge, you know, for, for basketball and college basketball and for you to put this on and have, you know, obviously it was a brainchild of yours that you, yeah, you know, we're probably sitting there during the pandemic. We're all thinking of stuff we can do. And obviously a lot of people don't follow through and you have and done an unbelievable job with this. And 
want to thank you for that. And obviously I want to keep this thing rolling. And, you know, like I always shout out on the radio every time I get off with our guy, Neil Bradley, go racers. No doubt. Go racers. Indeed. Yeah. I'm a, this whole thing came about, uh, definitely was a God thing. Had no idea I was going to be doing it. Uh, started with just some zooms during the pandemic. Then the school year started. I wasn't coaching that season. I'm like, I guess we should probably figure out something to do to keep, you know, I think from being inside of it and knowing how hard it is to win games and to do what you guys are doing. And I always felt like, you know, and rightfully so head coaches get an opportunity, but there's so many good assistant coaches that are doing so much work behind the scenes and just never get an opportunity. And if you do it on your own, you're looked at the wrong way. But if, if somebody writes you, then it's like, Oh, okay, well he was on. So I just felt like, man, why not? You know, why not share more stories and, uh, have more people get some spotlight because it's definitely deserved. And yeah, man, it's a, it's a tough business. So what you guys are doing is incredible. Keep it up, man. Praying for you guys to stay healthy and keep balling out, man. Best of luck the rest of the way. No, I appreciate it, man. And appreciate you as well. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.